0: To another episode of the Dynamic Leaders Podcast. Today I have a solo pod episode for you, and we are going to focus on my one word for the past year as we wrap up 2019 and my one word for this upcoming year in 2020. I'll get into more about what one word means here in just a minute, but before we get started, I do want to get a little bit of housekeeping out of the way, you can listen to this episode on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Radio.com, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. If you have a minute and you can give us a five-star rating and review on any of those platforms, it will certainly help us find other dynamic leaders and it will help other dynamic leaders find us. And a quick shout out to my sponsor, Sweat With Stods. Go to www.sweatwithstods.com today and figure out what you can do for your fitness future to set you up for a strong start to 2020. She's got a ton of fitness programs in her library, whether that is at home, at the gym, no equipment, some equipment. Beginner, intermediate, expert level, she's got it all. Make sure to take a look through her website and get in touch with her if you'd like to learn more about how she can help you with your healthy habits in 2020. Now, on to the podcast today, which again I mentioned is going to focus on my one word. A little context here. I have started doing this one word, so it's an iteration of goal setting, essentially, but instead of setting specific goals, which can become layered, which can lead to complacency once you reach a goal and you don't have something else figured out, I've found this one word process to work a lot better for me personally because it keeps me focused on a longer term scale. And it's something that I can easily come back to. Like just because 2019 is over in the word of the year isn't necessarily my focus anymore doesn't mean that I need to never work on it again or completely forget about it. I can always come back to it, refine it. And so let me remind you what my life word is, and that is courage. The reason I picked courage is because I want to be known as a courageous person, but I also don't want to miss out on opportunities or say no to something because I'm scared or that I didn't think I was good enough to do. So courage really helps me stay focused. It helps me stay confident. And it's really not a life word that I hear very often. So I think in a way, it's a little bit unique as well, which I really like. Now, as I mentioned, I just started doing this last year. So I only have one year to go back on. And for 2019, I picked the word teacher as my word of the year. And the reason that I picked teacher initially is because I wanted to do a bunch of workshops and a bunch of seminars related to the work that I do with Talent 409. And I thought by having teacher be my word of the year, it would be motivating to make sure that those workshops and those seminars happen. So here's a breakdown of what those results were, at least in my head. This definitely isn't a scientific breakdown by any means, but I want to start by saying that I definitely didn't do... Nearly as many workshops and seminars as I anticipated or as I envisioned when 2019 started. I had actually set some type of rough goal, I think it was 15 to 20, and unfortunately I fell short of that goal. So when I was reflecting on this a little while ago with my wife on a walk, initially I started thinking, oh man, what a failure this year was. And I started to panic and I started to think, did I lose sight of that simple one word, that was the idea behind doing this one word, was the simplicity of it, but also the practicality of it. It was supposed to be something that could drive me and keep me motivated, but it wasn't so complicated that I couldn't remember it on a daily basis or in a given situation. So I really had to think about how I wanted to define teacher now that I get to look back on it. And they say hindsight is 2020, and I'm certainly not trying to just put a positive spin on this because it was my word and I was supposed to do this and do that. But I think a lot of times, especially someone like me and my personality type, I can be a little bit too critical of myself and that can be detrimental to my growth. It can be detrimental to my health and it's important for me and it's something that I've gotten better with As I've gotten older, but it's important for me to step back and to really consider all the factors when it comes to my high expectations in my own head. And when I did that and I took a step back, I realized that maybe I was being too singular with my original intention for the word teacher. Because looking back and seeing all the progress that I've made in other areas of the business... I think that I've done a pretty damn good job of teaching in 2019. Let's start with this podcast. You're all listening to it. We've expanded to over 400 downloads a month, which is four times as many as I had when I first started, over four times as many as I had when I first started. That's 400 people each month that listen to the content that my guests bring, but also listen to the content that I provide in those episodes, in my solo episodes like this, in the mailbag episodes and anything else, whether it's the lion chat, whether it's behind the seas, this is a medium, this is a vehicle for me to be able to teach. And I think as I've gotten more confident as a business owner, one of the things you'll notice, and I've certainly noticed this when I've gone back to listen to past podcast episodes, is that I'm more assertive with my thoughts and with my words in the podcast And I drive the conversation towards aspects and towards talking points that I think make for interesting content versus in the beginning, I think I was a little too worried about telling a full story, making the guest happy. Not that I don't want to make my guests happy when they're on with me, but this podcast isn't really designed to tell somebody's life story. Sometimes there are aspects within a life story that are important to highlight, whether that's moments of adversity or lessons learned through competition, for example. But I think I've gotten a lot better at zeroing in on the expertise or the areas of guidance that a particular guest can provide, and that has allowed for better conversations, at least in my own mind, to happen between me and the guest, which is something that you as a listener can take away from the conversation. In addition to getting better with that, at about the half point of the year, I started to throw ...back in the solo pod episodes. I didn't realize, I think, for a little while... ...how much people wanted to hear my opinions on certain topics. And for that reason, I think I just got a little too carried away... ...with the guest episodes. But when I did a solo pod as a last resort... ...honestly, it was a last resort. I had a guest back out and I didn't do a great job of batching at the time... ...and I didn't have anything backed up to put in its place... I had a few separate people reach out to me and say it was great to hear my voice for a change. And I took away from that that I needed to start doing these episodes, these types of episodes, a little bit more often. So I changed the formatting of how often I was putting out episodes. Now you'll see on the regular, most months are four weeks, four Mondays in a month. So you'll see three guest episodes, and then on that last Monday, you'll have the solo pod with me. And that seemed to work pretty well for my schedule. It allows me to still have the amazing conversations with all of these guests that have really added to this huge library of content now that we have for learning and for leadership and for culture. But it also allows me to just get behind the mic, have these candid conversations, and share my expertise with you as well. So the podcast has definitely been something that, in a way that I didn't imagine when the year started, became much more of a teaching tool. Last thing related to the podcast is, as you've all noticed, we've had some extra content with Danny Faye doing the Lion Chat. And then with my wife, Christine, doing Behind the Seas. And although that's teaching in a different way, both of them are not quote-unquote seasoned vets, although I'm not a quote-unquote seasoned professional either behind the mic here, but both of them have had to have some coaching and some guidance from me in order to get up to speed to do these. So in that small way, I've gotten to teach people how to do the podcasting side of things, and that's been a lot of fun and really interesting spin because I never really thought that I'd be teaching people podcasting, much less podcasting myself, So a lot can happen over the course of a year and a half, and this project that started as just something that I wanted to do for fun has really turned into something that I take very seriously that has become a library for learning, but is also a vehicle for me to teach. How else did I teach in 2019? Well, I did have an opportunity to do some workshops and do some seminars. Most of them were back-ended and front-ended, So I did my first couple in January and February of 2019. I got to speak in front of a bunch of lacrosse players at the first one, and then the second one was a captain's club at a high school in South Carolina, just south of the border. I'm pretty south in North Carolina, so it's not that long of a drive to get to South Carolina from here. And then more recently, as you've heard if you've listened to The keynote episode from Johnson & Wales, I had that opportunity to speak in November. But in between then, I didn't really have as many opportunities to speak. And some of that is work-related. I do have my full-time job that takes up a lot of my time. And that keeps me from being as active as sometimes I'd really like to be for Talent 409. Some of it is still I'm building that brand. I'm building that reputation, that equity, and that trust with other people. And the opportunities that I had this past year are more than I had in the year prior. So I'm building on that. I've been able to teach more in that way. I also was interviewed rather recently, which doesn't happen too often. So again, that's another way that I can teach an audience that's completely outside of my audience. And overall, when I really started to think about this word teacher and how I did in 2019, if I had to evaluate myself, I'd probably say I was somewhere giving it a letter grade somewhere between a B minus, maybe a C plus if I'm being a real stickler. I think there are definitely opportunities for me to be more strategic and be more purposeful with the people that I reach out to where I can have opportunities to speak and I've learned that and that's more of a business sense conversation, but I also did accomplish a lot this year. And I went into 2019 knowing that one of the main focuses for me was to grow this podcast and make it a vehicle that could lead to other opportunities. And I really think I accomplished that. And this being the last recording that I'm going to do for the 2019 season, I can definitely sleep at night knowing that I put my absolute best foot forward for this podcast. I have so many amazing guests already lined up for 2020. I'm going to keep the pedal down. I really think that this could take off even more, and that's something that's super exciting and definitely a vehicle for me to be able to continue to teach people via the internet and via wherever you listen to your podcast. And now that I've given you my look back on 2019, I'm ready to unveil what my word is for 2020. My 2020 word of the year is efficiency. Why efficiency, Colin? Well, I'm glad you asked, let me tell you. Efficiency is a topic that I've become more interested in over the course of this past year, but probably more specifically over the course of the past six months or so. I am a pretty detailed person. I am somebody that admittedly has struggled to delegate in the past. I like things to be done a certain way and I like to work hard. So a lot of times it doesn't bother me to do the work, But that also doesn't allow me to be able to accomplish as much as I can in a day, in a week, in a month, in a year, you get the picture. And my affinity for efficiency started with the book Scrum, which I have mentioned on podcast here in the past. I'll link it to the show notes in this episode, but Agile Scrum That idea of being more efficient in the workplace is something that I'm trying to take with me, not only with my business and in my work, but also in my personal life. When I really sit back and think about my personal life, especially, I know there are a lot of times where I get pretty stuck in these routines. And while routines are certainly important, I think, to build healthy habits It also doesn't allow for a lot of spontaneous moments. And it also doesn't allow for as much fun as I think I should be planning in. If I'm going to stay true to myself, I'm still going to plan these fun trips, these fun events. But I'm not necessarily able to do as much because I feel like I always have work to do. Whether it's work that pays the bills, whether it's Talent 409, whether it's yard work, housework. So in this next year, some of the things that I'd like to be able to accomplish are being able to streamline a more efficient way to do my podcast, especially with my guests. One of the ideas that I'm playing with right now is the idea of batching, which I had long been resistant to because I wanted to try to get a timely podcast, but it's very rare in the format that my podcast is that there is an event or there's something that is mentioned that is so timely that it needs to be released pretty immediately. This is not like a sports talk or a news talk. Podcasts and even those sometimes are untimely because of how fast the news moves. So I've taken the leap as of this recording. I have a batch of, I want to say, somewhere around three months worth of guests lined up already. And when I say lined up, I mean I've already recorded with them. So now all I have to do is learn how to batch my editing process, which is going to be the next step. If this this batching process works for recording, which so far it seems like it has and will be something I continue to do in the future, then the next step will be to figure out how to batch the editing process so that isn't as time-consuming for me. That's one example. Another way I want to be more efficient is... In my relationship building with potential coaches, athletes, administrators, whatever it may be, business executives, I'm trying to figure out how to toe the line between being too transactional, which by and large, a lot of my corporate experience has been, and taking too much time to build relationships which seems to be the trend that I've been going down with Talent 409. I certainly don't want to downplay the importance of relationship building, but I am running a business. I need to figure out ways that I can bring in a more consistent revenue on that front. And I think being able to find a more efficient way to build those relationships. So as I mentioned earlier, being a little bit more purposeful, I think with the people that I reach out to will help those conversations grow A little bit faster than they might have in the past for me. Inefficiency at the end of the day as a business owner is going to help in so many different facets of what I have to do as a business owner. For Talent 409, off the top of my head, some of the more regular content and more of the regular aspects of the business that I do on a day to day or week to week basis are my podcast and my newsletter. There's a lot of other administrative aspects that go into the day-to-day, and just being able to free up my time will allow me to have those more meaningful conversations with the decision makers that can lead to speaking opportunities, which ultimately is something that's super important to me and something that I really enjoy doing. I haven't even talked about the book yet and how much time that takes going through edits, going through the entire process, writing, rewriting, what's still to come for the whole publishing aspect of it all. And that's all going to happen from my timeline here over the course of the next year in 2020. So from a business perspective, there's certainly a lot to do. On top of that, there's my regular job. The one that pays the bills, the one that I put at least 40 hours a week to, and the one that I genuinely care about as well because I'm working with people and I don't want to, again, downplay the importance of of what I do. So I take that very seriously. It takes up a lot of my time per week and I want to be able to find a way to even streamline some of those activities so that I can be better for the people that I interact with and that I'm trying to position to get into better jobs and transition their careers, make better moves for their careers, whatever position they may be in right now. The last part about it is personal. As I mentioned, earlier there are ways that i can delegate for example cleaning i can pay somebody to come clean once a month do a deep clean and that'll take care of a good hour two hours sometimes three hours depending on how deep of a clean i have to do i don't know that i'll be able to give up sweeping the floor on a daily basis and trying to make sure there's no ants in the kitchen and those type of things but I know there are ways in my personal life, too, that I can be more efficient, and I'm not able to really break any of that down into detail, so I apologize for that, but it's just a lot percolating through my head right now, and I think just in general, being able to share with you that my word for 2020 is efficiency has already got me focused and thinking about ways that I can make it work in business, in life. And I'm really excited to see how I can build on not only my life word, which again is courage. I can build on 2019 teacher and now I can add 2020, which is efficiency. I know there's a super interesting journey ahead. I can't wait to see how it all unfolds and I'll definitely share some updates with you. I think next year I'm going to plan out to do a six month update. And that'll be a really good way for me to refocus as well and make sure that what I'm doing for the first six months, if I'm having challenges still, I'm not just spinning the wheels and I change that for the back end of 2020. And when I'm doing well, I can piggyback off that and continue to build on that momentum. I encourage all of my listeners to give this a try. It's super easy. Just sit down, think about it. What do you want to do? Work on what do you want to get better at? Don't make it too complicated. You don't need to do a life word, but I feel like the life word helps me focus in and refine on what I want to do for my word each year. It's kind of like the umbrella, and then all of the years that I have left are going to be associated underneath that umbrella. So it's a really cool concept. I'm sure there's literature online, I've heard this on a number of different podcasts. But I'm sure you can find articles online as well if you're looking for a little bit more insight as to what this can actually do for you. But just know that I think it really has helped me in the past year. I think it can really help you. And if I can be any help, I'd love to flex those teaching muscles and do what I can for you now and in the future. As we wrap up again, I just want to say... Thank you to my sponsor, Sweat With Stods. Again, go to www.sweatwithstods.com today. She has so many programs. She can really help you. So I encourage you to take a look at that if you'd like to get your fitness, nutrition, any healthy habits set up for 2020. She's the one that can help you. She certainly helps me. And we love having her as a sponsor. This is the last solo podcast In one of the last podcasts that you will hear for 2019, there are a couple rebroadcasted episodes that are up and ready to publish on the Monday before Christmas and then on the Monday before New Year's. They are the two most downloaded and listened to podcast episodes for 2019. I'm not going to ruin the surprise just yet, but you'll see those soon enough in your bonus section of the podcast. So please stay tuned for that. And as I sign off here for 2019 for the last time, I do want to say thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart. This is so enjoyable for me. It's actually kind of difficult to put into words how much I enjoy it and how much I appreciate the reception I get from people that listen and people that say all the nice things that they have about the podcast. It's really encouraging. I don't need the positive affirmation, but it certainly helps. And just know that I notice it. It goes a long way. I hope you keep listening. Again, we have so many exciting things lined up for 2020 here on the podcast. Have a great holiday season. Please be safe if you are traveling. Download some episodes of the podcast to listen to. And we will see you in 2020.